What's happening, everybody? On today's show, fall camp's coming to a close across the SEC. We're getting into game preparation week. We'll give you some takeaways from the weekend, a tidbit from all 14 schools. Georgia announces their starting quarterback is Carson Beck. Kirby Smart on why he made that move. Some injuries at Florida, LSU, and much more news. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Lockdown SEC. It's great to have you guys along. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, helping you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Go post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. All right, let's jump into a play to discuss. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Around the conference. And we start over Georgia as Kirby Smart broke the news Friday afternoon that, uh, well, Carson Beck is going to be their starting quarterback. No surprise there. Uh, The big question is who's going to be the backup? Brock Vandergriff and Gunnar Stockton, two highly recruited guys battling it out. But uh, Carson Beck, former four-star quarterback in the class of 2020. He was the nine Number nine pro-style quarterback, a native of Jacksonville, Florida. This will be the first time in a while that Stetson Bennett will not be the starting quarterback for Georgia. Of course, he took over for JT Daniels a couple years ago and uh, never looked back. So, Georgia, a little bit of a transition. Mike Bobo, uh, you know, a little bit of different offense that they're going to have here, but uh, still going to be very quarterback-friendly. And uh, we'll expect Carson Beck to be very productive. Why is that? Well, he's surrounded by a ton of talent. Uh, Kirby Smart asked what separated Carson Beck in the competition this offseason. He said one of the main things was Beck uh, stood out with how comfortable he was in the offense. And I think we saw that in the spring game. For those of you who watched that, uh, Kirby said that's the greatest separator between he and the other two quarterbacks. Just the comfort level with the offense. The two young ones have had a great, uh, just have had a great job, but... Carson Beck just been a little bit better. Uh, Kirby went on to talk about how this team has improved through scrimmages as of late. He said that the uh, difference between the first and second scrimmage was something he's been very pleased with. He was uh, vocal about uh, how he felt when it came to their first scrimmage. He said, uh, I was very pleased with the improvement we made scrimmage to scrimmage. We're not where we need to be, but we're competing. And, uh, We'll see as they go for a three-peat. One more Georgia note. Uh, Kirby updating the status of tight end Lawson Lucky, who's been uh, banged up. He said it's week to week. Won't know exactly what it is. We've had Arian Smith, who came back in three to four weeks with a serious ankle injury. Uh, but we'll, we've also had guys take five or six weeks to come back. So we'll see how he handles it, the pain tolerance and the recovery. Our staff is going to do the best we can to get him back. So... Uh, Lawson Lucky, one of the backup tight ends behind Brock Bowers, uh, was a four-star tight end, number eight prospect in the country in the class of 2023, uh, dealing with an ankle injury that required surgery. And again, going to be out at least a couple weeks. Of course, he's a Georgia legacy. His dad played for Georgia back in the 90s. And we'll see if Lawson Lucky gets out there in a couple weeks for 
Georgia. But obviously, Brock Bowers is the uh, headliner at tight end. But keep in mind, they used Darnell Washington a ton last year. And, you know, they, they like to rotate in other weapons there. So that's the latest going on at Georgia. Meanwhile, over at Alabama, they held their final scrimmage of fall camp on Saturday. An offensive line looked a little bit different. Tyler Booker moved back to left guard after spending much of the spring uh, over on the right side, and that pushed uh, Terrence Ferguson down to the second team and opened a spot for Darian Dalcourt to be the starting right guard on the first team unit. Nick Saban said basically we moved some guys around to try to balance the experience a little bit more. I think that's helped the left tackles who are left ex- uh, less experienced. Somebody that's got more experience, more confidence, can make calls, can help with their communication. Uh, they have a good battle going on there at left tackle. Elijah Pritchett held the first spot throughout the spring, but their freshman Caden Proctor has really impressed here in recent weeks. Uh, so we'll see. Elijah Pritchett, a redshirt freshman, only saw a handful of snaps last year. Saban went on to say, um, one thing that I think has helped to some degree on, on that side of the line is working in different guys. He said he thinks they have six or seven offensive linemen who could be possible starters. But uh, he did say that left side has seen a lot of improvement. We're going to see them man, coming up here. September 2nd, Bama will open against Middle Tennessee uh, in their opener. Now, Nick Saban talked a little bit about an injury they've had at running back. Freshman running back Justice Haynes missed Saturday's scrimmage with a quad contusion. Of course, big five-star signee that they brought in. Saban said he did not practice. He had a little quad contusion. But... Uh, Listed his day-to-day, he said he's been out for a couple of days with that injury. Uh, Haynes is impressed a lot in pass protection, according to folks who cover the Tide, and uh, was the number two back in this 2023 recruiting class. So high hopes for him. Jameer Gibbs obviously went the, uh, in this past draft as a first-round pick, so the door is open back there. Jace McClellan, a lot of people expecting to pick up a lot of slack, but a lot of folks believe Justice Haynes – if healthy, is going to push for some early playing time early and often. Uh, as far as the Alabama receivers go, Saban said, I think our receivers have really improved. I think they've played faster, playing with more confidence. Jermaine Burton led Alabama in catches last season with 40. Ja'Cory Brooks was the team's leader in receiving, yard, uh, receiving touchdowns with eight. And uh, the recruiting class brings in four freshman wide receivers, including Malik Benson, the number one JUCO player, in this class. Uh, Saban said Benson's done a nice job. He's a lot more confident, playing faster, catching the ball well. So we'll see who is going to be the guy at wide receiver to step up for Bama. It's been a while since they had that dude. Uh, It was just a bunch of guys last year. Where was that dude? We're looking for that over at Bama. Uh, Meanwhile, their quarterback competition continues going on, but Greg McElroy talking uh, over the weekend on his podcast saying that uh, barring something completely unforeseen, he thinks it's going to be Jalen Milrow to start the opener. He said Ty Simpson will come off the bench in the first game. He said roll those two out there and figure it out. Whoever plays the best in that game, and that's who you're going to have heading into the Texas game. Now, he did say that uh, freshman quarterback Dylan Lonergan Gained some extra second team reps. He said Tyler Buckner got some reps with the ones, but not a ton. It's really been mostly with the twos, but Dylan Lonergan's time has been growing, getting reps with the twos. Meanwhile, Eli Holstein mostly running with the threes right now is what uh, Greg McElroy said. But he uh, very complimentary of Dylan Lonergan. He said he's had a really nice camp. 
and maybe a guy to watch for down the road. Over Florida, Billy Napier announcing that their redshirt senior running back Cam Carroll is going to miss the season with a significant knee injury he sustained in a scrimmage on Friday. Spent his first five seasons at Tulane before coming to Gainesville this offseason. Napier said it just kind of hits you right in the gut. But Cam will respond. He'll get the full support of our team and organization, and he will be back. Uh, Carroll was set to be a veteran presence in that backfield. Of course, Florida is still led by their tandem of Montreal Johnson and Trevor Etienne, but their depth now a little bit limited. True freshman Trayon Webb and Juco transfer Jacoby Jackson back there now. Over at Auburn, Hugh Freeze. Not a fan of how Saturday's scrimmage was officiated. They had SEC officials uh, calling Saturday's practice. He said that they were, quote, flag happy and called back a few explosive runs. Auburn did average seven and a half penalties per game last year, the fourth most in the SEC. As far as the actual scrimmage, how went, Hugh Freeze noted Jeremiah Cobb saw a lot of touches in the backfield. I said everybody ran the ball well with Cobb, Jarquez Hunter, Brian Batty, and uh, Batty was revealed to be Auburn's kickoff returner for this coming season. Hugh Freeze revealed that on Saturday. And uh, the quarterbacks all rotated, looked pretty good. Of course, we know Peyton Thorne is going to be the guy. But the headliner on Saturday's scrimmage was Shane Hooks getting a uh, making an acrobatic catch in the end zone. Hugh Freeze said that uh, you know had that been a real game, uh, Sports Center would have grabbed as one of their top plays. So maybe Shane Hooks a name to watch there in the Auburn receiving core. And lastly, uh, Hugh Freeze complimentary of Robbie Ashford still saying he's. Uh, he said he's probably had his best three practices, the last three practices, of course, since Peyton Thorne was announced as the starter. He went on to say Ashford is different, needs to get some touches within the offense this fall. And while the quarterback battle is decided, of course, uh, Free says that Ashford continues to push Peyton Thorne in training camp. All right, uh, when we come back here on Locked on SEC, we're going to touch on some more news and notes, including Eli Drinkwitz talking about the Mizzou quarterback battle thank you guys for making locked on sec your first listen every day that's coming your way in just a sec this episode is presented to you by our friends over at linkedin jobs look these days every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business you want to be 100 percent certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available that's why you got to go check out our friends at linkedin jobs linkedin jobs helping you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's very easy. You go to their website, you post uh, to your LinkedIn profile the job posting that will spread the word that you're hiring, and then they've got simple tools on there, uh, that like screening questions that are going to make it easy for you to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs, helping you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster go post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college that's linkedin.com slash locked on college go post your job for free terms and conditions apply march madness is right around the corner if you want to win your office pool you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the locked on college basketball podcast Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Rolling along here, Locked On SEC. Again, thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers. We are here with you all throughout this week, getting you set for week zero. We got football happening this weekend. We do have one SEC game. It is Vanderbilt. I get it. Not the most exciting for a lot of you folks out there, but we do get a uh, an early scouting report on what Vandy will look like. We'll do that uh, later in the week, previewing their opener against Hawaii uh, this week on Locked on SEC. All right, let's dive back into it. we got more news and notes going on from around practices and uh, fall camps really concluding as we're getting into game week across the SEC. But let's get into Missouri, Eli Drinkwitz. Not in a hurry to name who Mizzou's starting quarterback is going to be on Saturday. He stated the competition is going to extend into the season. Uh, He told reporters Saturday that Brady Cook and Sam Horn will both play in Mizzou's first two games. He said their performances will determine the starter for game three and beyond. Cook is a redshirt junior. He's the incumbent. Started all 13 games last year. Completed 65% of his passes. 2,700 yards, 14 touchdowns, 7 picks. Did also add uh, almost 600 rushing yards and six scores on the ground. He was voted a team captain recently, so hard to envision him not being the guy. But it sounds like uh, Sam Horn doing a good job of pushing him. He redshirted last fall, former four-star prospect out of the state of Georgia. Made his Mizzou debut in the New Mexico State game. Uh, of course, was on the baseball team this past spring, was banged up. And then they also brought in Jake Garcia, former top 50 recruiter transferred in from Miami. And uh, Mizzou will open the season coming up a week from Thursday against South Dakota. They will then host Middle Tennessee in week two. And you know he's going to want his quarterback thing, uh, starting quarterback, decided before they uh, head into week three at home against defending Big 12 champion Kansas State. All right, other news and notes going on around from fall camp over the weekend. Over at Mississippi State, Mississippi State. They uh, concluded their second and final scrimmages, and uh, Bulldogs are ready to begin their first mock game week this week. Scrimmage was close to the media, but Zach Arnett talked with the media afterward along with his OC Kevin Barbet and defense coordinator Matt Brock. And uh, Barbet talked a lot about his running back room. Jacorius Marks, of course, represented the team over at uh, SEC Media Days. He was accompanied by newcomers uh, Kevon Lee and Jeffrey Pittman, along with sophomore Simeon Price uh, talking with the media. And uh, the freshman Seth Davis apparently has been hard to keep off the field, according to Barbe. He said this is a lot of offense for a young man coming in, but he's done a great job of handling it all. I think the good thing about guys like that, young players, you have to find ways to get them on the field. Don't overthink it. Davis comes out of the uh, Houston area, five foot seven, so small. But uh, Zach Arnett compared him to Deuce Vaughn, the former Kansas State running back. He said he could kind of hide behind those linemen at times, see the seam and slip through there. So we'll see if uh, Seth Davis gets some uh, early reps for Mississippi State at running back. Uh, Zach Arnett did say, despite all the praises coming out of preseason practice, uh, he pointed out the flaws. He said ball security, particularly with the running backs, has been a concern. Fumbles, poor exchanges with the quarterbacks. He said, uh, all those mistakes could cost us a game this year. He said, that's sloppy bad football. We cannot have that. One more note, uh, of course, we had friend of the show, Vanderbilt transfer quarterback Mike Wright, who's now at Mississippi State. Uh, You got Will Rogers there as a starter, but how are they going to use Mike Wright? Well, uh, 
over the weekend. We saw a play where Will Rogers shifted out to receiver. Mike Wright took his spot behind center for a design run. Perhaps a glimpse into how Mississippi State plans to use Mike Wright uh, at times this year. I, I've talked about that throughout this offseason. I think Mike Wright is too good of an athlete to not see time on the field. I get Will Rogers is the starting quarterback, but there will be plays for Mike Wright. Uh, much like I think we'll see Robbie Ashford have designed plays over at Auburn. So we'll see uh, what Mississippi State looks like here real soon. Meanwhile, over at Vanderbilt, it is game week for them. Quick injury update for them. Defensive tackle Christian James will not play against Hawaii this weekend due to an undisclosed injury. That's from head coach Clark Lee. He said Christian James will need a few more weeks before he will be back. Uh, Darren Agu suffered a dislocated elbow during a practice back in uh, first week of August. He is questionable for the opener. If healthy, he is expected to start at defensive end. He's not participated in practice since the injury, uh, though the Commodores expect he will be cleared to play by this Saturday. Now linebacker safety C.J. Taylor, who missed much of the early part of the preseason with a soft tissue injury. He did not play in either of Vanderbilt's two scrimmages, but he returned to practice this past week. So more than likely, he should be go uh, a go for the opener. And uh, Commodores largely avoided season-ending injuries throughout this camp. Two players uh, that will miss this season because of earlier injuries. O-lineman Jake Ketchik uh, tore his ACL in February. And tight end Cole Spence tore his ACL prior to the start of preseason camp. So the latest on Vandy, more on Vandy later this week because they're playing this week. They got a game. Over at Texas A&M earlier this week, A&M coach Jimbo Fisher and a starting left tackle Trey Zune addressed the media. And uh, Zune is expected to be a big-time talent on that offensive line. And O-line expected to be a strength for A&M this year. It was a problem last year. Uh, Fisher talked a lot about the depth on his offensive line. Praise the versatility of freshman tackle Chase Basantis, redshirt freshman guard slash center uh, Mark Naboo, and uh, also talked about former tight end, current redshirt sophomore tackle Demetrius Crownover. But the starters shaping up like this. It'll be Trey Zune at left tackle, then Cam Dewberry, Bryce Foster at center, Layden Robinson, and Ruben Fothery. That's your left-to-right offensive line for AM. Uh, Fisher has praised the uh, uh unit so far and uh you know i was reading an article over the weekend they said fisher is kind of chasing the dream of recreating that 2020 offensive line for the last two seasons that returned 52 out of 65 career starts including Kenyon green who is now starting in the nfl um if they can get really good play out of this unit they are going to be a problem in the sec this year particularly with uh their new play caller their new OC. We'll uh, talk more about AM as we get into the rest of the week. All right, coming up next, uh, we'll continue to go one more go-round around the conference as uh, we'll head out to LSU, give you what uh, the latest happened with the Tigers. They had a little bit of an injury over the weekend in their scrimmage. Thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen uh, every day. That's coming up next. All right, roll along here, Locked On SEC. Again, thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. We got to uh, continue going around the conference. We uh, told you we'd give you a tidbit on all 14 uh, schools from either the weekend, something that happened, recruiting, or something from the uh, fall 
scrimmages and whatnot. So let's dive back into it over at LSU. They had their final practice of fall camp on Saturday, running through drills and scrimmaging in front of former players and families in Tiger Stadium. They will uh, open up with Florida State, of course, coming up here on September 3rd. Team finished Saturday's practice with the scrimmage following normal warm-ups and drill work. Uh, Denver Harris, defensive back who has been absent from LSU's practices the last week, was not in their team photo and missed three prior practices. He was back out there. And uh, the defensive backfield going to be one of those big concerns for LSU this season. Uh, Sage Ryan ran with the first team unit as their boundary corner. He left practice early with an apparent left arm injury, did not return. That is huge news there for LSU. Sage Ryan expected to be a big-time contributor in that secondary. He's got a left arm injury. Uh, see if that keeps him out. But if it keeps him out any time in the season, that is going to hurt LSU. Now, uh, he and Zai Alexander started with the first-team unit. Deuce Chestnut replaced Sage Ryan. He's the transfer from Syracuse. But Sage Ryan, now the second notable injury in that secondary. J.K. Johnson... We found out he's had a foot injury all of camp. Uh, was in a boot, so he's out for the time being. Uh, freshman Ashton Stamps rotated in, in at first-team corner uh, but spent most of their scrimmage with the second team. Now, the biggest takeaway from the scrimmage was running back freshman, running back Caleb Jackson, who scored two touchdowns in the scrimmage, one of them a screen pass that he took from Garrett Nussmeyer over 70 yards to the end zone. So, look, we know LSU's pretty deep at running back this year with Noah Kane and John Emery and Logan Diggs. But uh, he stood out over the weekend. So, if this guy, Caleb Jackson, continues to stand out and make big plays like that, well, Brian Kelly's going to have to find ways to get that kid on the field. So, maybe a name to watch for there at LSU. Meanwhile, over Kentucky, Mark Stoops giving an interesting detail about their most recent scrimmage. He said that sophomore defensive tackle Deion Walker was thrown out of the scrimmage for being too dominant. Stoop said, I had to throw Walker out of the scrimmage today so we could get a playoff. So, yeah, needless to say, he's been a force. Uh, Walker coming off a strong freshman year. We had 40 tackles, four and a half tackles for a loss and a sack. If he's playing like that, then uh, he's going to be forced to be reckoned with in SEC play. It was a four-star uh, recruit, number 36 defensive lineman, and uh, Kentucky Ray ranked uh, dead last in the SEC last year with just 54 tackles for a loss. So uh, they are hoping to take a step forward there. They'll open with Ball State coming up on September 2nd. Now some good news there for Big Blue Nation. Um, school recently confirmed season tickets are sold out for this year. Fans have purchased over 40,200 season tickets and all 6,500 student season passes have been claimed. And this marks the highest total for season tickets since the reconfiguration of Kroger Field back in 2015, games against Florida, Tennessee, Alabama are all already sold out. Mitch Barnhart said Coach, Coach Stoops and the team love the support they get from Big Blue Nation. We've seen what a difference it can make on game day. Can't wait to see everybody at Kroger Field this fall. Uh, Kentucky's homecoming game will be Missouri coming up on October 14th. All right, over at Ole Miss, big-time recruitment pickup over the weekend. Five-star defensive lineman Kamari and Franklin chose the Ole Miss Rebels over the likes of Tennessee, Auburn, and Florida State. He's the number six defensive lineman in the class of 2024, the number two prospect out of the state of, of Mississippi. Auburn was considered the leader in his recruitment before Ole Miss made their late push. 
And with his commitment, Ole Miss's class will rise four spots to number 24. He's the 20th commit for the cycle for Lane Kiffin and the Rebels, who are putting together quite a class for the class of 2024. Pete Golding doing a great job. I keep saying, I think Ole Miss's defense is not going to be great this year, but the future looks bright. Pete Golding is building that thing up with that class of 2024, and I think it's going to look very different starting in 2024 and uh, the hereafter. All right, over in Arkansas. They're expecting big things this year out of wide receiver Isaiah Setegna. It was uh, hard to get him on the field uh, last year. Richard Freshman has shown he's ready to emerge as a playmaker. According to reports, he has world-class speed, good football IQ, and he's added an element he didn't really have as a true freshman, and that's running routes. It is something he has worked on all spring into fall camp. Uh, last year, his routes were not very crisp, and... On Saturday scrimmage, Sam Pittman talking to the media said, yeah, opening kickoff of the game, Sagtegna took it 100 yards. Took it for a touchdown. It was a live rep, as happy as I am for the kickoff return team. Well, the kickoff team gave up a 100-yard return. But that was a good way to get the scrimmage started. So, Hawk fans, reason to be excited for Sagtegna. Keep an eye on that kid. Catch your passes this year from K.J. Jefferson and company. They will start their season uh, in Little Rock on uh, – coming up here on September 2nd. So going to be fun to see what the Hawks can do this year. Over at South Carolina, Shane Beamer making an addition to their roster, their current roster, Drew Tuazama, a transfer defensive end from UAB, announced on Friday he is heading to South Carolina. He recently graduated from UAB, which allowed him to enter the portal outside of that designated window. Uh, he appeared in 13 games last year at UAB, had 33 tackles, including a team-high five sacks. Three pass breakups, three quarterback hurries. He started his career at Syracuse in 2019, and uh, it's a good talent. We've been talking about it. They, South Carolina, they got to find some pass rush, some sack artists. Where are they going to find those guys? They, they got some guys on their roster, but add another guy to the mix, with Drew Tuazama, a name to keep an eye on there at South Carolina. And lastly, as we run through the SEC, we finish over at Tennessee. We're... Uh, less than two weeks out from their opener against Virginia in Nashville. Uh, Tennessee hit the field on Saturday morning for their 14th practice fall camp. And uh, the Vols will now practice behind closed doors for the remainder of camp as they get ready for the start of the regular season. But Saturday's focus on special teams. And uh, Mike Eckler, along with returner D. Williams, punter Jackson Ross, and kicker Charles Campbell all spoke with the media Return man D. Williams is the guy to keep an eye on. He's a defensive back. Says he's improved in both areas since joining the team from the JUCO ranks. But uh, he's a guy that is expected to be a big-time returner for Tennessee this year. So keep an eye on D. Williams. I think it was the LSU game last year. He had a really good return. But uh, Jabari Small also talking with the media. Uh, the running back had off-season shoulder surgery back in January. Did not partake in spring practice. Has been taking part in fall camp. And... Uh, Talking with the media, said, I haven't played in a long time. I was excited to get back out there, get back in the groove of things, and honestly, just trying to push myself. Of course, Small shared touches in the backfield last year with Jalen Wright, who led the team with almost 900 rushing yards and 10 touchdowns. So, should be a good one-two punch there with Jabari Small and Jalen Wright once again. Uh, underrated part of that team at Tennessee last year was their run game. I expect them to have a strong run game again this year with uh, that offensive line getting better and better by the day. All right, that is going to do it for this edition of 
Locked On SEC. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Again, shout out to our everydayers for coming back and checking us out. We'll have something for you every day. And again, we'll be getting into some Vandy talk this week. I get it. Maybe you're not the most excited about Vandy, but heck, they're playing a football game that counts this weekend. So we'll be getting into Vandy. They're about a three-score favorite over uh, over Hawaii in the betting odds. So we'll get into uh, some X's and O's of Vandy as this week gets along and also uh, get more into some of these quarterback battles. Alabama, Ole Miss, they getting closer to naming a starting quarterback. We'll update you on that as the week goes along. But for now, I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Again, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Subscribe. Check us out on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.